Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. I'm Devin Katayama, and you're listening to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. California's Golden State Stimulus includes undocumented immigrants who've been shut out of the federal stimulus checks during the pandemic. But many undocumented Californians still haven't received it because there are all kinds of hoops to jump through that most people don't have to deal with. From start to finish, it was like a four-month-long fight. That, I mean, reflects the need Today, how undocumented immigrants in California are missing out on much-needed stimulus money. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Fettah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. You know, if you're an undocumented immigrant in the U.S., you have to, you know, walk backwards, upside down, do what everyone else is doing, but four times as difficult to get to the same place. Carlos Cabrera Lomeli is a reporter for KQED in Espanol. When Governor Newsom announced the Golden State Stimulus, he included explicitly that undocumented immigrants could qualify for the $600 and also an additional $600 to make up for not getting one of the stimulus checks from the federal government. Regardless of your status, those that have been left behind in that federal stimulus, California is not going to leave you behind. And I want to just congratulate So 1200 in total for every undocumented worker. And so just to be clear, this is money that undocumented immigrants are entitled to by law, by California law, right? Correct. So undocumented immigrants pay taxes every year, state and federal taxes. 
federal taxes that they actually, if you know, they never formalize their immigration status, they'll never be able to benefit from the very funds that are t uh, taken away from their checks every month. So the Golden State Stimulus actually is a case of where they have the opportunity to receive the money that they've been contributing to the fund that we all get to benefit from. So this sounds good for undocumented immigrants in California. How do people actually apply for it? If you qualify, you need to file your tax because that's how the state government decides. But turns out, you may be excluding people who have a hard time filing taxes for a variety of reasons. If you're undocumented, you don't have a social security number. The IRS does let you pay taxes using what is called an ITIN number. And the ITIN stands for an Individual Taxpayer Identification Number. Only the IRS can give you this number. But to get an ITIN, there's a, a list of required documents that you need to provide. And most of the time, the most useful document is the passport, because a passport to the IRS confirms that one, your identity, and two, that you're a foreign national. But getting a passport is no, is no walk in the park. Y tuvimos que estar hablando y hablando para, para este, regendar la cita. Pero este, nos dijeron de que no se puede, no hay citas, no hay esto, no hay... Lady cerrado. and Jorge are residents of San Francisco's Mission District. Lady used to clean houses and Jorge was working in construction. And that work pretty much dried up once the pandemic started. When they heard about the Golden Age stimulus, which is, you know, 1,200 in total that each of them could qualify for, they didn't want to let that go. The lady has a passport, but Jorge doesn't, and their son doesn't as well. They were calling for several weeks to get their passport, and it was really frustrating for them. ¿Por cuánto tiempo, digamos, tardaron llamando y llamando y llamando? Yo tenía como dos meses estuvo. Dos meses. Así estuvo llamando. If you're outside your country, it's either your consulate or your embassy that can get you a passport. And, you know, that you first have to call this uh, phone center in Mexico called Mexitel. You know, you call them and hopefully they're able to get you an appointment that works for you, that's close to you. Um, Jorge and Lady, you know, were calling and they started realizing that no one was picking up. Or that the only available appointments were super far off into the future, or that they were, you know, the consulates in Sacramento or Los Angeles. And because they're just getting back up, that they're just starting to see work and they're, you know, trying to just make up, you know, like they're trying to take advantage of any opportunity that comes up, you know, it's hard for them to take a day trip or, you know, or how many days it takes to go to Los Angeles or Sacramento. Claro, me imagino que pues ustedes trabajan bastante, horarios complicados, no es tan fácil darse el lujo de ir a Sacramento. Sí. Un poco complicado para Sacramento. But the thing is that then they started realizing that there were pretty much no available appointments. It's like a Russian doll that you just keep opening up and there's another and another and another kind of obstacle. Time is of the essence too because this money is really helpful right now. Exactly, exactly. Like, it's, it's kind of hard telling your bills to wait three to four months until your consul is able to give you an appointment 
or until the IRS is able to file, you know, process your ITIN application. Carlos, do we know the scope of this problem? Like who else is going through this whole process and all this bureaucracy only to find out that there aren't enough appointments to get a passport? Yeah. So that's what I started to to talk to a couple of organizations that have been helping out uh, undocumented immigrants through this process. One of them was MEDA, the Mission Economic Development Agency. You know, through them, I was able to meet Lady and Jorge and also Centro Cuscatlán, which is in El Cerrito or in Contra Costa County. Ramón Cardona del Centro Latino Cuscatlán en El Cerrito, California. It's uh, where I met Ramón Cardona. What he told me was that he's been seeing this problem come up a lot for Guatemalan immigrants as well and Salvadoran immigrants. Es, es increíble la, la enorme demanda de toda nuestra comunidad salvadoreña con respecto a los servicios del consulado en, en San Francisco. He's met people who've been traveling all the way from Nevada, from all across the, the Northwest, to come to the consulate in San Francisco. Maybe they get a response, and sometimes people give up and go back home, or they decide to rather drive all the way to down to L.A. to see if they can have more luck with the Salvadoran consulate. You know, It seems like one of the biggest hurdles is that many of these consulates don't have enough appointments. So why is this happening? And what do consulates say about these delays during the pandemic? I mean, I reached out to, you know, the consuls for each of these three countries here in the Bay Area. The Mexican consulates and the Salvadoran and Guatemalan consulates. Bueno, entonces primero me podría decir su nombre, su apellido y su título, por favor. The Guatemalan consul was the only one who sat down with me. Uh, that's Sylvia Vollers in San Francisco. What she was able to tell me was that it's demand has gone, just has been increasing, especially during the pandemic, especially as folks are trying to file their taxes. But the thing is that the capacity of the consul has stayed the same. So even though she, she and her staff sees like the material reality of more and more folks really needing this, this paperwork, they can't hire any more people because they need the approval of the Secretary of Foreign Affairs in Guatemala City. Something else, you know, that we gotta keep in mind is, is the factor of language, which is that in Guatemala, there's dozens of indigenous languages. And not always do, do they have someone in hand that can help out someone, you know, that speaks, you know, that language. It's important that Nuestros connacionales se sientan escuchados y escuchen las explicaciones que requieren también en el idioma que ellos hablan cotidianamente. And then we got to also keep in mind, and this is something that she mentioned, which is that, uh, you know, several Latin American countries, including her own, including Guatemala, have been really hit hard by the financial crisis of COVID-19. And it's hard even for those governments to be hiring more people now. Like the reality here in the Bay Area for these migrants, even though they're not living in Guatemala anymore, it's still influenced 
by what's going on thousands of miles away. Yeah, they're, they're still beholden to both governments, right? Exactly. Look, imagine, you know, how complicated it already is to, you know, deal with one bureaucracy at a time, but dealing with two um, at the same time and that are not exactly always in sync is not the easiest. Carlos says there are a few imperfect solutions that can help undocumented immigrants get the necessary documents quickly. One is having a community partner or a lawyer write a letter vouching that you're in an emergency, and this will boost you up on the waiting list. But this could be yet another hurdle, and lawyers cost money. Luckily for Lady and Jorge, one of the community organizations we mentioned earlier, the Mission Economic Development Agency, or MEDA, wrote the family one of these letters. And they presented the letter. They knocked on the door of the consulate. They were seen. But I mean, luckily, you know, when I met them, they had the passport and they were able to get their ITIN in. And so now all they have to wait is for the, the stimulus check to come in. From start to finish, it was, I mean, they started calling around late February and now they're, it's June. So, I mean, that's uh, like a four month long fight. I, you know, like I, I told you earlier, like, if you have your social security number, like, you don't ever have to think about this. Because that's not your live reality, you know, it kind of makes it easier, easy to think that setting uh, programs and deciding who needs, who's eligible for them based on taxes is the easiest thing in the world. But it's not. A group of, uh, of immigrant essential workers held a die-in in front of Gavin Newsom's house arguing that they haven't been able to, um, you know, see the, the aid they've given to the state. You know, they are, you know, essential part of the states and they've been giving taxes year after year after year to the same resources that everyone else has been able to benefit from. Carlos, thank you so much for speaking with us. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. That's Carlos Cabrera Lomali, reporter for KQED in Espanol. For more from the KQED and Espanol team, you should definitely follow them on Instagram. They are at KQED and Espanol. We'll also leave you a link in our show notes. This episode was edited and mixed by Erica Cruz Guevara and Alan Montesilio. Shaylin Martos is our production assistant, and Issa Mendoza writes our Friday newsletter. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it from us to you. Talk to you later. I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. 